Koinonia, Christian fellowship, communion with God and with fellow Christians. Koinonia, an association of people who share common beliefs and activities. This is Koinonia. This is Community. And now, your host, Tom Brown. Robin Chambers, Executive Director, Advocacy for Children at Focus on the Family. And uh, Robin, welcome to Koinonia. Thanks so much for having me on. I would like for you to give our listeners, I call it a God bio, but it's basically kind of a <laughs> testimony. How did you? How did God get you where he's got you today? Because you have kind of a fun little adventure and story to tell there at Focus. Uh, thanks so much for asking. Actually, the, the reason we're here in Colorado is my husband was active duty of force. And we went through Hurricane Andrew 28 years ago, and that destroyed the base where we were stationed. And God was kind enough, I always say, to bring us to Colorado, beautiful Colorado. And my husband was at the Air Force Academy for many years, and I started at Focus um, 28 years ago. So I've had the joy and the privilege of working at Focus for 28 years. And I actually started in our call center, and I have to say that was one of my favorite places because I got to hear from men and women um, and families that were impacted in a positive way by focus or a resource that we had. So I knew that we were making a difference. And so from there, God took me a couple different places. Um, and um, eventually I landed in our Advocacy for Children Department. Um, I came from our international department, which I absolutely loved. Um, I did all the foreign translation contracts for books, Dr. Dobson books, translated into all these different languages, and it was so fun to see those resources get into other countries because I knew how solid they were and how impactful they were in raising really godly families. Um, so God um, did a thing <laughs> in my life and um, really started calling me out to start sharing my story and um, tell that story as I had my own unplanned pregnancy many years ago. And I chose life because of the support of the father of the baby and my mom and dad. And I knew that that was what made my choice for life so easy was because I had that support. And so I wanted to be able to use that story um, to help impact others who have found themselves in that situation. And I've been with Advocacy for Children for 17 years, very, very involved in the Optional Ultrasound Program. I was there when we started it 17 years ago. Um, and I have just been amazed at what God has been able to accomplish um, through that little tiny program that we thought <laughs> would only go for a few years. Yeah. Um, and then to see what we've been able to do for 17 years is nothing short of a miracle. And God gets all the glory for that. One of our first conversations was when I was in Phoenix on the radio and uh, the local crisis pregnancy center there, uh, Dave Everett and his team, and we were trying to raise money for one of those ultrasounds. And everybody was saying, this is a game changer. If we can get ultrasounds in these uh, centers, we will save lives. And it's it's absolutely true. Oh, I agree. And, you know, we hear stories. I know you talk about numbers, and the numbers are um, very important, you know, for us to, to share what God's done. And we know through the statistics that we get from centers, just like the one in Phoenix, more than 470,000 women have chosen life through Option Ultrasound, and that's because they were able to see that child. They were able to see their baby on an ultrasound, and they saw that, you know, I think that changes their mind if that's not a blob of tissue. You know, it's just, it's not just a clump of cells. There's fingers and toes and that precious little face that you see. 
Um, but the stories that we hear about women who said, I had no idea, I didn't know that my baby would look like that, or I didn't know that I could hear the heartbeat that early, that's what really sticks out to me is that women were not given the opportunity to have all of the information to make the best choice for them. And Tom, you and I know that best choice is life. And so that's why I'm so passionate about Option Ultrasound and what we can do in helping to educate those young women. They deserve they deserve all the information. 17 years ago, I know neither of us would have ever dreamed that we'd be uh, a part of an ultrasound being played all over New York City during a, a public gathering, right? Yes, that was um, that was <laughs> probably a highlight in my career. I mean, it's just it's over um, the top, right? Yes, I you know that was one of the things that I, I think really um, was for me it was kind of one of those those moments that you you capture in your mind forever. But I love the fact that the reason we did that was not to pick a fight. We went in to celebrate life. And the fact that people got to hear that heartbeat and see Abby Johnson's baby on that big screen, um, I think that will plant seeds in people's hearts. Maybe people who don't know how they feel about abortion, um, I'm hoping that they will remember that precious little squishy face (laughs) that was on that screen um, and remember valuable. Amen. Robin Chambers, Executive Director, Advocacy for Children at Focus on the Family, is my guest. We originally booked this to talk about, you know, the topic of Roe v. Wade. Were it overturned? Are we ready? And uh, I am passionate. I've been, you know, uh, nearly, uh, well, three and a half decades now working in the life issue. Uh, But, you know, we need to love women and love children. That's an important part. So I don't want my listeners to think, oh, this is just about legislation because it's more than that. But we need to address this, too. If Roe v. Wade was to be overturned, are we ready? Right. You know, that's, you know, I remember so distinctly um, the evening that we, we shared our news with, you know, my mom and dad about our infant pregnancy, unexpected pregnancy. Um, and I remember my mom, of course, she was disappointed. Um, that's certainly not what they had anticipated or wanted for me. But I remember her saying, let's make a plan. Um, And I remember thinking, us, that means I have their support. That means I have support of the father of the baby. And I thought, what if we as the church, we, again, big C, big C church, what if we said those same life-affirming words? What if we responded with words that show her that we're supporting her? What if our families said, Oh, how can our family support your family? How can we help? What can we do? That's the hands and feet. That's the cool cup of water that Christ commands us to do. And instead of, re- instead of responding in a negative way or even a judgmental way, what if we said the same things that Elizabeth said to Mary? The baby in my womb leapt with joy. What if our words were full of joy and full of acceptance? Um, the church would be a place of sanctuary and a place that that young woman could go instead of Planned Parenthood. Amen. And changing the hearts of the culture is really where we need to be working. Absolutely. We've always said this is a Jesus issue. You know, this is a, it it goes way beyond, like you said earlier, it goes way beyond the legislation. Um, It is, again, scriptural. Um, I love what a friend of mine said. She said, you know, I love having those young women come into the church and be mentored by the older women in the church older women that can teach this young woman what it means to be a godly mom, or what if the men in the church were to become a mentor, 
you know, to those dads and really show them what it means to be a dad who's involved in their children's lives. Um, I think that we would become a place of respite um, for those hurting families. And I'm, I think that's, that's pretty scriptural. <laughs> We're supposed to serve yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, and I love the fact that we could, we could do a way of Planned Parenthood if the churches would step up and say, come to us, come here for your care and for your support and let us circle around you and support you and that child. Amen. Robin Chambers, Executive Director, Advocacy for Children, is my guest here on Koinonia. I've always been so blessed by what Focus does always, you know, with the Wait No More program for adoption and foster care, uh, always leading the way. Uh, What are some real actions the pro-life community and the church can take to come alongside these women you're talking about? We need to do it. Uh, Give me some actual action points here. One of the things that I have really encouraged um, folks to do over the last few months is um, to get involved locally. You know, everything that Focus does through Optional to Some program is directly equipping pregnancy resource centers or crisis pregnancy centers um, in their community. But we know that the lifeblood of those centers are their volunteers. And I hear from so many centers that say, you know, our local churches don't even know we're here. Um, and so that's a way that families can practically get involved. Um, you can volunteer, you can give time, you can give your money. Um, I love when I see um, a walk for life and I see whole families um, joining with their local pregnancy center and helping raise funds. Those funds go directly to programs that serve those un- those moments who are in an unexpected pregnancy. I mean, it could be um, baby clothes, it could be formula, diapers, anything materially um, necessary for parenting this child. And so get involved. Have your church become um, someone who supports a local pregnancy center, or maybe more than one. There's so many in our communities that desperately need that that support. Invite them in January when it's Sanctive Human Life Month. Invite them to your churches. You know, how, have them um, do a Sunday where they're talking about all that they're doing um, in those communities. And again, one of the things our families can do um, long term is talking about this with your children. Moms and dads have to start that conversation in the home about how precious life is and how we're made in God's image and using words that, again, they're life-preserving and life-affirming, and that begins, again, at home. And we have a great resource on that website I just gave you called Valuing Life, and it's really fun activities that you can do with your children in your own home. Um, And then possibly opening your home. That's a big, big step. You know, you mentioned wait no more. That's one of the things that we say, you know, God calls us to do something. Not all of us are called to run a pregnancy center. Not all of us are called um, maybe to adopt a child. But God calls us all to do something. Maybe that's something as simple as opening your home for that young woman while she is in that unexpected pregnancy um, and just coming alongside. Um, Life is messy sometimes. And it's okay for us to get involved in that mess and serve her and her child. Um, get involved with um, birth mom support group. Women who choose a- adoption make a brave, selfless decision, but she needs your support as well. Um, and that can mean that you have a support system at your church, a support group. Maybe it's a Bible study group for those birth moms. There's so many different ways. Um, to get involved in practical, practical ways. Thank you so much for the years of uh, dedicated service and uh, just helping us remember that we don't have to wait on this legislation. The Supreme Court, yeah, that's important, but 
we, that's not of our concern by and large uh, as far as serving and loving on women that uh, are in a situation that they need to know that they are loved fully and completely completely without hesitation. Yes, absolutely. And that, again, like I said, that begins at home and that begins in how we start teaching our children the value of human life, the value of all life, special needs, um, children, um, elderly um, in our churches. Wow, what an opportunity to learn um, from those people who've gone before us um, and then those precious, precious pre-born children. So lots of ways for us to teach our families to be um, pro-all life um, and did become a pro-life family. Amen. Robin, remind us again how my listeners can get more information right now from Focus. Go to focusonthefamily.com backslash pro-life, and there's lots and lots of free resources for your listeners to download, share with their friends and family, and share with their children, um, and lots of great, great articles for them to read over, pray over, and um, really listen to the Lord and how He's encouraging them to get involved at their local level. Robin, as always, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me on. It's a blessing.